What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 49. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? One away from 50. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I've got a game today. You do not. You do not. You've got a couple of days. But uh, without further ado, there is so much to talk about. And I think you you have an announcement or something? I do. I do have an announcement, a quick announcement. And it is, if you want to win one of our hoodies, FC Wonder Kid hoodies, all you got to do is comment down below your boldest subscription and subscribe to our YouTube channel, okay? To enter and get a chance of getting our bold hoodie, white hoodie with Wonder Kid at the back. Because yeah, episode 50, big time, big time. Gotta do something fun. Gotta do something fun. And and while we're rounding that out, we also have to do like a big thank you, I guess. Maybe we'll save it for episode 50. Mm-hmm. But a big thank you for uh, Lukian, who behind the scenes has been uh, pretty awesome for us, awesome, right? Man. Being our engineer and everything. But awesome. uh, we'll say more about him at episode 50. <laughs> um, but anyway, man, there's so much to talk about. And I know, you know, you're in a pretty happy mood. So maybe you want to like... <laughs> Well, I'm extremely happy because everything that has been said on here of we going to the World Cup seems to be (laughs) happening, man. And Portugal got it done with a 3-1 win. Come on, that ending got me. (laughs) But we got it done. And yeah, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. Like, Ronaldo, okay, that's that's the down. I think... That's the downer of that game, in my opinion, because Ronaldo seemed really confident at the start, like super involved. And then in the second half, fatigue kicked in. And I honestly felt like Ferdinand Sun should have subbed off Ronaldo in that second half, in my opinion. Okay. And yeah, yeah, I I felt for it. But Otavio. Ralph Rangnick would have subbed him off. We know Ralph Rangnick would have subbed him off. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Ralph Rangnick would have. But Otavio, one goal. One assist, showing the world. Come on. Like, everybody was talking about Otavio after that match. And deservedly so. That assist to Jota. Everyone, everyone but you, right? You were dragging him through the mud true. beforehand. And yep. even, like, it's okay. true. It's true. Yeah. I wouldn't have put in Otavio as a starter because yeah. I would have started João Felix. Okay? Yeah. But yeah. after what I saw, I can't take him off. I can't yeah. take him off and yeah i mean really what it comes down to is you know when when we're proven wrong Mm -hmm. especially about our respective national teams Mm -hmm. i i will happily just happily be wrong about something or some players because they play (laughs) above what we expect them to and and that that otavio yeah i mean he was direct he got it done and uh I loved I love seeing Mateusz uh, Nunes exactly. get his uh, his goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was, was it assisted by Liao. Assisted by Rafael Liao. Yeah, instant impact. Yeah. Mateusz yeah. Nunes straight off the bat, and even Felix too. Felix okay. he came on too, and like come on the cop the link up was so nice. Like Sean Felix in the national team, he's silky. He's a baller. Okay, people. Okay, it's yeah. worth watching. But Otavio. What a game by him. And Dio Costa too. Dio Costa yeah. played well in the goal. That was the bold. That, like, Fernand Sanch did go bold by putting Dio Costa, okay? Nobody was expecting that. And it worked out because uh, he's good with his feet, Dio Costa. He's a really good playing the ball from the back. Dio Costa is better than Patricio. And there is huge debate now here in Portugal that Patricio's on the bench and Costa's playing. 
who should yeah. play now in Portugal? Like people have their own opinions, but yeah, I like Diogo yeah. Costa. I won't, I won't, I won't go against the wonder kid over here. <laughs> sure. I mean, he's only 22. Right. And yep. that's, that's impressive. But for me, for me, and maybe, you know, because I don't have a history with the Portuguese national team, mm. I was surprised that he went with, you know, why not Sa? Why not Jose, Jose Sa over, yes. um, over Diogo Costa? Uh, I mean, what, it's the What's ball the play. It's, it's Sa, Sa's really good with his reflexes. He's a tall keeper. Like, he's playing extremely well in the Prem. I yeah. have look. I have all praise for Jose Sa, but the truth yeah. is, Costa is again really good passing the ball from the back. And there was an even a moment that Diogo Jota got an extremely good pass from Diogo Costa, an open goal. Jota missed. Yeah. So from a pass of Diogo Costa, Diogo Jota could have scored. There was a moment there. So, mm, but I have to, I have, I have to say this player too, because he for me is the key player for Portugal, and that player is Bernardo Silva. Okay, put him at the sure. winger, put him at the midfield. We played with four players like that because we had Bernardo Silva too. Bernardo Silva do, does all the dirty work, and you can clearly see he's a City player, and that is <laughs> that's so funny, man. Honestly, so. Uh, yeah, I think this team was constructed because we do have a Bernard Silva, and yeah, it, it, it's all going to go well. It's all going to go well. <laughs> uh, I think a part of that excitement also has mm. to do, and, and uh, also has to do with, and we, we don't need to go there just yet, but mm -hmm. also has to do with North Macedonia getting outshot mm -hmm. 36 to 3, but still finding a way to, uh, to win, and, and that's who you'll face. And anyone saying that that you're disrespecting North Macedonia or any of us are dis disrespecting North, North Macedonia exactly. by you being ex excited that Portugal is playing North Macedonia, very clearly you're not a competitive person. You'd rather play the the less ranked team yeah. and the team that got outshot three, 36 to three. I completely <laughs> I completely understand that sentiment because something tells me, and this is not a bold statement. Mm -hmm. But something tells me Cristiano Ronaldo is going to do something versus North Macedonia. He's going to kill North Macedonia, man. He's going to go bold. I'm going to... Oh, my... And that's nothing against... And we'll talk about North Macedonia <laughs> a little bit. That's nothing against what they just achieved, which True. is absolutely amazing. I, um, but I do have to say kind of a parting word for Turkey that um, this new expanded, you know, World Cup probably can't come soon enough um, for the Turkish national team. Uh, I know they've made a couple Euros, but they, I don't think they've been in the World Cup since 2002 when when I think they finished third. I mean, that was like Hakan Suker. Um, oh, man, who are the others on that team? Uh, Emre, Emre uh, Belzeglu. I'm going to say his name terribly. But they had some real ballers back in 2002, and they have not been back since then. 20 years now, five mm. runs. Um, so the expansion, uh, and I know Euro only gets three extra clubs there, but you know, Turkey just always seems to be the odd, odd team out and Sengi Zunder, hell of a baller. He played pretty well against you guys. Got to give him credit. Uh, it was tough seeing Barack, uh, Yilmaz, uh, sky that, that penalty kick when we all probably thought that was going to go in. Um, but he made it. Yeah, it, it was just, it's tough. What I'm it's loving tough. to see is now, today, we have Ronaldo in the training session saying, the king is back, and we can say already, Pep is going to play against North Macedonia, okay? 39-year-old Pep leading the back, and come on, 
thank God yeah. he's there. Okay, I'm really happy about that because yes, he is a baller still for at 39. I don't care. He is good. He's still a friend, a very good player. And I gotta say yeah. this. This is why I'm so hopeful Portugal is going to beat North Macedonia. I'm going to clip it say I really believe because we have 100% wins in the playoffs. We beat okay. Bosnia, Bosnia, okay, in the 2010 World Cup playoffs. We beat yep. them again in the 2012 Euro playoffs. And then we beat Sweden in excellent fashion with Ronaldo going bold and Ibra going bold too in that game. And those iconic playoffs that Ronaldo delivered and 2014 we did win too so 100% I, wins I, in the playoffs i remember that game really well um they both did they both have a brace I uh, no i think ronaldo scored three and Eva okay. scored two so oh, he really okay. outperformed Eva. It, it was ronaldo it was literally ronaldo versus zlatan mm -hmm. um I, I remember that because there were some ridiculous goals um in that game yeah. too uh wow but no i mean hey you, you have every right to feel confident now and mm -hmm. uh and and pep pep coming back is huge for the fighting spirit and and i think they're gonna need they're gonna need to fight tooth and nail uh mm -hmm. to get past this macedonia team because they haven't they haven't tasted this mm -hmm. i mean this is this is unreal for them i mean do you want to do you want to you going to put a predictive score on it? Can you can you throw a prediction my, out there? My prediction is I think Ronaldo is going to have at least a brace in this game against North Macedonia okay. because everybody's judging him for the wrong reasons and when that happens, we all know it come all catch up. It all goes all of a sudden like he said. So yeah. I think but going with North Macedonia Italy that you mentioned, sure. I think the first thing I got to say is Italy miss big time Spinazzola. Okay, Spina with Spinazzola, they mm -hmm. would be in the World Cup. Okay, it may be. Well, at least against Portugal. <laughs> so uh, they would have gone in the game against Portugal if they had Spinazzola and Jorginho. Okay, this is <laughs> this is bad. Jorginho has hasn't and won't be playing in a World Cup until he's 34, at least because yeah, the Italy haven't qualified again. Oh, Okay. And, and by then, and by then, Jorginho won't even really be a name. It'll be Barella, Locatelli, Tonali. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to see Ravella. You're going to see a bunch of these. You know, that's obviously their strength and, is their midfield. And the but, other player too is Chiesa. It's Spinazzola and Chiesa. Yeah. No Chiesa, no party. Like Berardi, like okay, he had some shots, but come on, you need to get that final dagger. And Chiesa. I think he would have gotten that goal too, okay? And sad to see, like, Verratti, eight key yeah. passes <laughs> and still nothing. Players like Barella is not going to go to the World Cup. Donali is not going to go to the World Cup. So, like, it's... Donnarumma? Oh, and this Donnarumma. is crazy. Ever he, since... He picked... oh, sorry. I, ever I since... Ever say. Since... Yeah, sorry. Ever go since ahead. Materazzi head-butted Zidane, yeah. Italy have never gone to the knockout stages of the World Cup. So Zidane went bold, and he might have put a curse on Italy, okay? We don't know. <laughs> he might have. And, yeah, it was Zidane doing the headbutting. But uh, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, yeah, 20, 2010, Italy, the Azuri out in the group stage. 2014, I believe they were out in the group stage. 2018, didn't qualify. 2022, didn't qualify. The funny thing is, is the yeah. last knockout game they ever played the last knockout game they ever played was the final when they yeah. won in 2006. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's so a, it's absolutely the, oh, amazing. 
But I, but but Gianluigi Donnarumma picked possibly the worst month to have multiple, you know, bad games. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean he was pretty much at fault. PSG versus Real Madrid. Okay, mm-hmm. booted out of the UEFA Champions League. Um, and then uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Call a spade a spade when it comes down to this. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell asleep. He fell asleep in that game. That looked savable to me. That goal looked savable um, to me. And if you don't think he's going to rip it in the whatever it was, the 91st minute, 90th minute, 88th minute, whatever it was, you don't think he's going to rip it from there. Um, I just, you know, if you're a world-class goalkeeper, which we obviously know Donnarumma is, mm-hmm. um, I am just so kind of disappointed. Um, and I don't know how many other people feel like this, but that, that was my first thought. Like, wow, that should have been saved by GGO. It makes no sense to me uh, how that was. And I got to ask you, mm-hmm. I got to ask you, you know, I almost feel like this move to PSG has kind of made him. Uh, what's the right word? I should have, I should have thought about the right word before this because it can't sound disrespectful, um, but it, it's almost made him comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Is that well, the right word? Uh, he seems comfortable at PSG and not in a good way. It's just kind of like, eh, you know, and I, I just feel like he's been prone to these kind of turn off moments. Uh, whereas we all know that if this kid is locked in for, for 90 minutes, every game, um, he is possibly the best goalkeeper on the planet at all I, times. I agree. I agree totally. And yeah, it might, it might be cause he's going against Kaylor Navish and in his head, he might've not earned that spot. And he's there playing instead of Navish. So I am just rumoring. I have no idea what's happening with Donnarumma. But it poses the question, for sure, was it the right move to go to PSG with Donnarumma? I don't think it was. Uh, I think Juvinch would have been the right move for Donnarumma. But let's Mm -hmm. wait and see what happens. Frankly, you know... Staying at AC Milan. But but Milan couldn't stay with him. Could it would be impossible, Breton, because of the money involved with Raiola and the wage bill cut that we will talk more ahead with Maldini. And yeah, it went from 140 to 80 million that wage yeah. bill down. So but clearly, AC Milan is a better team without him. So, yes, 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 they it, are. <laughs> but but then we can talk like, is Mike Magnan, Mike, I, Mike Nan better than Donnarumma? No, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but if, if you're not spending as much as you would be to retain a Donnarumma, mm-hmm. um, they were exactly. able to... And, and to be honest, I mean, we're going to get to this for Syria, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Stefano Pioli, uh, their head coach, uh, deserves mm-hmm. a whole lot more respect um, for, for what he's done with what he has in front of him. I, I mean, they haven't really spent big, uh, but, but we'll go into that when and, we get to our end. But I, I got to say, um, just pretty pretty quickly, because first off, um, it sounds like Mancini might actually be staying. I mean, do you think that he should stay in charge and, and oversee this? Um, do you think that there needs to be like another youthful revolution mm-hmm. in the Azuri ranks? Or do you think they're like, oh, we're European champions still? You know, I, I mean, do you think that there are fans? There's so many questions here. But do you think there are fans out there that would have traded that European championship for a ticket into both of the World Cups that they just missed? that's a bold question to arouse i'm not i uh, look i would have personally not switched it okay because a euro win is a euro win still but 
like not going to both World Cups and the first time ever in Italian history that they are missing two consecutive World Cups. I think that is enough for Mancini to be on the spot, at least in the limbo stage, okay? Not being comfortable and seeing how it goes at the start of next qualifications. And But if it doesn't start well, he's definitely going, yeah. He's definitely going. And this has to be said too. Italy don't have, I think, the same amount of talents that England, Spain, Brazil. Portugal. Portugal has a better future, okay, in terms of talents than Italy yeah. right now. Okay? Yeah, I agree. Right now. I um, mean, I, I can name I can name off the top of my head, like it's obviously all midfielders. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, we like I like Mancini, I like uh, you know, uh, Gianluca Mancini. I like mm-hmm. uh, Bastoni uh, in the back. Scalvini's younger. Uh, mm-hmm. Lovato's younger. Uh, but but they're midfield. I yeah. mean, my God, Verato. I mean, you can't Verati, Varela, Locatelli, Tonali, Zaniola. I know mm-hmm. he's a little more advanced. Uh, behind them, you've got you know um, uh, Richie, uh, Vignato. Uh, you've got some really good Scamaca, players. But, but yeah, Scamaca, Raspadori. I like, don't know, like Escobedo. Where do you not go better with than Felix and Leo? So it's uh, no, I don't think so. I, I agree. I think their strength is midfield, but they have a dearth. Uh, I don't even know if that's the right word, <laughs> but they don't have they don't have depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody like Moise Keane has been stunted. <sighs> Nothing's happened with him. Like so, their youth looking forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see you, you need Kiesa healthy. Yes, you need a bunch of these players, and then you need to build around them somehow or develop around them somehow. And I don't know, find a way to play seven midfielders. Like. Do you remember like Pietro Pellegrini at the time too? Like oh, going yeah. to Monaco, okay, yeah. people were saying yep. he's like the next Italian big thing too. And like even him not working out, that's another player adding to the ticket. So people, tell us down below, what does Italy need to do, okay? Like a rebuild needs to happen. And yeah, what would you do? New coach, tell us down yeah. below. But let's go to another positive. And I'm just going to say this. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I don't know. Were you just about to talk about North Macedonia? Because I just got to give them their just dues. Just, yeah, Christovski. Excellent okay, captain, okay? Go. And I have to say, too, Brun Fernandes is going to play against Christovski in the next game. And th- those two were like best mates at sporting. So that's going to be an inter- interesting thing, too, that's going to happen in the side. But, yeah, uh, and yeah. I, I, you know, I was amazed to see that. Uh, Alif Elmas uh, was not yes. was not part of their eleven. I mean, he was not in there, and um, you know that is actually a player that I can safely say is one hell of a baller. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the North Macedonian future. But I did see this, and I'm 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 pulling it from Twitter. Uh, I want to make sure I get the handle right. I'm pulling it from Macedonian football. Okay. okay, so you can go, you can follow them if you really want to know more about Macedonian football. Um, but out of the 15 North Macedonian players that played, okay, you have players from Croatia, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Slovakia, Romania, Moldova, Cyprus. What? I don't hear I don't hear any top 5 leagues in there. There are two players on that team that play in La Liga and that's it. The other 13 are from leagues that you and I don't watch very often or mm-hmm. at all. Um just the fact of the matter is is sometimes in qualification um, I believe it's talent that gets you very far, but in the end, when it comes down to these kind of one v one type situations, right? Mm-hmm. These elimination games, it just comes down to who's who's the better team. True. And Macedonia on the day, uh, they withstood the pressure. 
they, they had like 54 clearances, like just mm-hmm. some ridiculous number. Um, and they, they withstood the onslaught and uh, they, they took their chance late in the game and Donnarumma was sleeping. <laughs> Here in Portugal, we say, Keno Marcus soft. Who doesn't score, suffers. Like literally. And that's what happened to North Macedonia against Italy. They didn't score, they suffered. So yeah. that's how we say it in Portuguese. And that's an excellent way of saying that. That they should have scored instead of getting that goal. So yeah. there you go. So going with the other qualifiers, I have mm-hmm. to go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start by saying this. Wales, Gulf, yeah. Madrid. That's the <laughs> order of priorities for sure for Gareth Bale, okay? Because yes. that brace, what an iconic game for Bale, okay? The confidence, Beautiful. the smile. Oh, yep. it, I was so hyped up for Bale. I mean, and and he was he was also laying it in to um, uh, journalists, I believe Spanish journalists that mm-hmm. were just just going after him mm-hmm. in the press. And uh, this parasite. was a, a major, yeah, they called him a parasite, exactly, yeah. and just a major <sighs> fu uh, to them. He went bold. Um, he he really did. And both of those goals, you you just mentioned it, but like, yeah, you know, obviously the first the, the first one was a free kick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and then the vibes. second one. Yeah, that second one that was just that pounder, like into the corner. You're not saving that ever. You're just not saving that, and that mm-hmm. is so iconic, Gareth Bale. And um, I'm, I think those. I, I think you're right. I think he's got his priorities, and 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 Wales happens to be at the top. Um, but I do also have to mention a, a, a kid that is stuck in the mud mm. at Tottenham. At Tottenham, uh, he, he. I think he's got 70 minutes of playing time yes. in the Premier League. But um, Joe Rodon, uh, and uh, he just had a, a, an immense game. He had 17 clearances. He won every aerial duel. I think it was like seven aerial duels. He blocked like four or five shots. Um, he was everywhere um, and making sure that Austria couldn't get anything um, on frame. And uh, I got to give him credit where credit's due. But Gareth Bale, I mean, come on. That just amazing and frankly i can't wait to see it if it happens i can't wait to see it in the world cup that's like what you want bill fails that guy bill has that confidence for wills i I think that's a good prediction there but i have a player that ever since liverpool i've been watching him it's joe allen like i think joe allen he stays that in that welsh midfield now he's 32 playing at stoke and this may this might be the last competition that joe allen's gonna play with Wales, so nurture him and watch him play for Wales because, yeah, he's an underrated baller in international competitions, yeah. Joe Allen. So well, you know what they say: if if you can do it on a rainy, cold night in Stoke, <laughs> then you know. Exactly. Uh, no, Joe Allen, great. I mean, Harry Wilson. Uh, exactly. You know, he, didn't have, he didn't have a great game, but uh, he's been immense for Fulham this year. Um, but Wales just seems to get it done when and, their backs are. Going- wall they seem to get it done that's what i was gonna say like wales with even without bale if you put scotland and wales like wales has nico williams harry wilson aaron ramsey joe uh, joe allen uh joe roden like you mentioned there's so many players that that uh, daniel james like that's a quality all-around team it's really really good so i think wales is underrated an underrated national team right now personally yeah 
Well, well, one last figure, and I, I didn't write this one down, but I saw it somewhere, and I'm going to steal it again. Mm. Um, is it true that Gareth Bale has uh, more had more goals in that game or the same amount of goals in that game that he does for Real Madrid since the beginning of the pandemic? Oof. I, I actually, <laughs> I, I'm not sure on that stat, but... <laughs> I'm not sure on that stat either, but it it sounds mildly correct uh, when all is said and done. But hey, kudos to Wales and and who do they have next? Well, now they go like they don't they they go through now. It's Sweden Poland the game next. Sweden Sweden, Poland, Poland. like Sweden Poland is the game next, and Portugal against Macedonia. Those are the two games. That's why it was such a big hype for Bale because yeah, getting that done. But now Sweden against Czech Republic, okay? Sweden yep. got it done. And Isaac with that, with that assist. And I have to shout out to Ilunga getting that, getting that debut for Sweden. And the comments before the game of Ibrahimovic was the, was the thing that got me cracking. Because Ilunga <laughs> went up to him and said, Oh, you played with my dad at Malmo. And Ibra yeah. was like, who are you? And so Ibra has played with Ilunga's father. And with Elanga, so it's fantastic to see that Ivra is still there. Go to Ivra, and he said he's going to retire only when he sees a player better than him. So let's wait and see okay. more and more, because Ivra the GOAT. <laughs> I mean, at, at what point does he, and, and not to be disrespectful to Ibrahimovic, uh, but at what point does, um, does he move into that threshold of, like, deluded? Uh, you I, know, he's, he's, he's a hell of a player, but there I, are already players that are better than can't call right Ibra now. deluded. <laughs> I'm not calling him deluded. I'm saying at what point would we consider him? You know, I get that his confidence has taken him to mm-hmm. massive heights, but, but come on, man, there are already players that are better than he is at this moment. I, I think he knows uh, too. At, at, at the very, at the very least they can stay healthy. Um, and you know, there, there's no doubt Zlatan is, uh, is, is one of the goats. Um, especially, I, I don't know. I mean, but you gotta love his hub- hubris, hubris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta love his confidence in himself and, and hell when it, when it's gone, we're all going to miss the hell out of it. So it's true. I think he had to get this confidence too, cause he was like a player that moved to so many clubs in, in the, in the top leagues. Like he went to Juventus, he was at AC Milan at Barca. Like, it seems like he went everywhere. So he would be judged by everyone. So he needs to be so sure about himself. And he brands himself with that sureness. So the confidence, like say Ibra, Ibra, like Ibra is Ibra. So yeah, that's how he does. <laughs> that's how he does it. Oh, but yeah. Well, I am, I am bummed that we won't see Adam Hlozek, uh mm. at the World Cup. I thought that might have been like a, a, a good stage for him. But I also mm-hmm. thought that that was going to happen at Euros and it didn't really happen at Euros either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they missed Kufal. They missed, they, they, you know, Sweden is just, they're just a very organized team. They're, mm-hmm. they're not like, they're not amazing, but you know, you know me, I, I like talking about that Scandinavian kind of uh, uh, organization, right? That team sense that seems mm-hmm. to kind of populate, not just Sweden, but Norway kind of doesn't have it because Holland is a very interesting talent right uh but between sweden and uh denmark it's just a whole lot of fun to watch True. um but i think sweden's gonna find its way into the uh in, into the so world cup no Lewandowski in the world cup for your prediction sweden Poland. well if, if if they can find a way to silence Lewandowski, which i know is easier said than done mm-hmm. uh yeah i i do think i think sweden's gonna find a way through that's that's a that's a you don't agree 
Uh, I, I, I agree, though. I think Sweden's okay. going to go through, too. Because, like, but it's it's crazy, man. We both predict Lewandowski going. So, hey, yeah, it, it, it hurts. It hurts. It's the team. They have a better team. I agree with you. So, people, say down below your predictions, okay, here in Europe in the World Cup qualifications. And let's get to your side of the pond. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, there's no playoffs uh, mm -hmm. on our side of the pond. There's something called the octagonal, which is um, coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the U.S. had their first massive test. They went down to Mexico. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna—I'm not afraid to say it. Mm. They outplayed Mexico in Mexico. Um, they did. They did. And the only downside is, is uh, we didn't have a goal to show for it. Mm -hmm. uh, Christian Pulisic had a... Uh, had a phenomenal uh, chance, but uh, Ochoa uh, saved him point blank. Um, and then late in the game, uh, Giovanni Reyna. Yes. Love seeing him back. <laughs> um, he just, Kellen Acosta is, Kellen Acosta was our Otavio in this sense. Kellen mm. Acosta, everyone was like, you know, he can't get it done. He's an MLS player, blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel this way, but a lot of people were saying it. And mm -hmm. he had a phenomenal game in Mexico City, in the smog. Um, he dropped a ball over top to Gio Reyna, who instead of playing it near post and, and trying to beat Ochoa, played it back across goal to an onrushing uh, Jordan Savachu, otherwise known as PFOC, who plays for Young Boys and has like 20 goals this season. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, Jordan PFOC just messed it up. I'm not going to take Hercules Gomez's uh, signature saying, which is he PFOC'd it up. Um, but it, it was tough because we walked and, and think of this is how far the U S has come in this sense in just the four years since Cuba, since Trinidad and Tobago, there was a massive subset of the mm -hmm. fan base that said, we are disappointed that we did not take three points from Mexico mm -hmm. in Mexico, something that has never been done in qualifying before. Okay. So that in and of itself, um, means, that there's progress, I guess. And we did it without Serginho Dest. We did it without Weston McKinney. But those three points would have been massive. And instead, we went away with one. And now we have a massive match. This is being filmed on Sunday uh, in a couple hours where a tired USA team um, that played at altitude, okay, more than 6,000, 7,000 feet up, um, they're going to have to turn around and play in Orlando, Florida, uh, Panama who is fighting for their World Cup lives as well. So we're going to know in the next couple hours whether or not I'm happy, Breton, or um, <laughs> sad, because if we don't get our three points today at home, mm -hmm. we will likely have to go down to Costa Rica, another place we've never won before in qualifying, and we're going to have to get a point at the very least. So, um, I, you know, we're still on edge, but based on how they played, and, and the, the, the feeling around it and how we technically, you know, played better than Mexico. Um, I, I got to say, most people are confident. And I'm confident, too. I'm pretty confident, but I, I can't say we're going to qualify uh, because Cuba, Trinidad, and Tobago is still in my mind. And uh, uh, I just think today's the day. You got to get it done. Got to get it done. Three percent chance. Like, well, what are the chances today? No, no, no. But <laughs> you guys yeah, are gonna no, get it through. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I do, and I, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna say it out loud. Uh, but you know, I believe that Christian Pulisic. I believe that you know Tyler Adams. Like these guys are all forged uh, from that defeat. 
from that they weren't all there that day but like they mm-hmm. were you know what i mean like yeah. they were there in spirit they were young boys looking at that and saying you know he had everything on his shoulders we were riding like an 18 year old kid uh to qualify limping uh in this 2018 fiasco and now it is that time to just right the wrongs right get it done um, so that we don't have to go down to Costa Rica and hope for something. So I, I was um, I, w- I watched that I, I I would I didn't watch the game. I'll be honest with you, the Mexico U.S. Yeah, but the only thing I watched that was went throughout Twitter. You mentioned it was the Girena run, and mm-hmm. what I thought in oh. my head was the biggest talent in the U.S. Mexico game is a U.S. Mm-hmm. talent, and it is Girena. Yeah, much time a long time I haven't seen this. Okay, I know Pulisic and. But there was a debate, like there was debates at the time he was Lozano. But then after Pulisic got it done, he's better. But it was clear, clear that the best talent was with the U.S. And I really, I wanted to say that because Reyna looks cracking, cracking. I mean, he does. And, and, you know, he only got 30 minutes to show what he can do. And I think in that one, that one run that you're talking about, uh, he beat five or six uh, Mexican players, but even he, even he, when asked about it after the game, was like, "Yeah, but it, it didn't amount to anything." Exactly. You know, so so you love to hear that because he's like, "Hey, I did it," but it did amount to something. It reduced pressure, right, on his teammates. It allowed them to dribble out. Mm-hmm. Um, but late in that game, yeah, we got those last five ten minutes. It got it got weird, but Giorena. You know, he is this unique blend of he's got strength, he's got mm-hmm. speed, he's got uh, just a technical grace that we haven't seen mm-hmm. um, since maybe young Christian Pulisic, uh, pre-hamstring injuries and all that craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just got that je ne sais quoi that, uh, that we're looking for that you can say, like this kid, he's world-class potential yeah. <laughs> to be world-class like all the time. Um, so I hope I hope that continues and he doesn't, you know, Bite the injury bug, but I think he's got a higher ceiling than Pulisic because of that creativity that he can go I through think. the middle and he can play on the wing too comfortably. You know, he kind of yeah. reminds yeah. me of Bernard Silva, yeah. like he not the same gravity. He's a, he's a more physical player. He's taller, but mm-hmm. I like yeah. You guys have, again a world world class player in the making, as you said. I have to agree. And with the Concacaf, any yeah. last mentions? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh Canada, their mm-hmm. dream dream of making it uh is deferred. Um they had a red card, Costa Rica uh found a goal and uh, they're on hold, but I think um you know, I, I I'm pretty confident today at home. It's as if they wanted it, the world wanted them uh to do it at home and I, I think it's fitting for them. Uh so they play Jamaica, um Leon Bailey in Jamaica who is somehow healthy to play for Jamaica. Um, and it's going to be nice to see. And I, this is one I can confidently say Canada will punch their ticket on this Sunday. Um, and we are going to get to see Alfonso Davies, hopefully, um, back, you know, in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, if there's a if there's somebody that uh, personifies Canada's rise, True. Uh, it's Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David. And I for them, even though I'm an American, I mm-hmm. cannot wait uh, to see Canada in the World Cup. And I hope they get it done today. Uh, but with it, with that said, um, what would Costa Rica be if, and you mentioned him earlier, what would they be without Kaylor Navas? That man, that man deserves so much more than he gets 
on the club stage. That man deserves a starting spot week in, week out. Um, and he just is so important to Costa Rica, to CONCACAF. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's so important to this region, and he's just such a legend. And even more so, he's a hell of a person off the field. I don't know if you saw this, mm-hmm. but he has taken yes. 30 Ukrainian refugees into his house. Yep. Into his house. The cinema. Into uh, <laughs> uh, a cinema. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and using, you know, using his ability, uh, you know, that he is, that he's built for himself, the life that he's built for himself mm-hmm. to house some people in need. And, um, just, I, Costa Rica, they have the momentum. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to get into a, a fighting match in that last game. I hope everybody gets what they need. And that Panama is the odd man out. Sorry, Panamanian friends. Um, <laughs> I think that's the case too. And before they go to the World Cup in December, I think Jonathan David, by that time, he's already in another club after the summer. And the hype around that Canadian team will be Mm. much, much more than it is right now. So people, any predictions from the the CONCACAF side on the World Cup, put down below. We want to see all of them. And now let's go with Comebol with, let we let's uh argentina let's start with argentina because messi messi this is this is a stat let's go stats here argentina are unbeaten since july 2019 okay yeah argentina are a hundred percent world cup contenders with this stat a hundred percent and i've seen the game against venezuela I was surprised that um, that uh, they they played McAllister from Brighton at, mm-hmm. at that camp slot, and straight away subbed in uh, Di Maria nine minutes assist twelve minutes goal. So it's it's like Di Maria is one of the most underrated, no doubt, definitely the state decade players. Okay, so even for Argentina, and, and sorry. How many how many uh, minutes did he get versus Real Madrid? Uh, pff, exactly, exactly. He should have got a, a lot more, a lot yeah. more. So, yeah, but for Argentina, he will start. He will start, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he will too. And and um, that, that Alexis McAllister shout, I was not expecting it, even though he was subbed off. Well, um, yeah. you know, he is, he is one of three brothers, all McAllister brothers. Mm. Um, and uh, I think they came up at, uh, oh, I forget where they came up from, Argentina's juniors, maybe, um, but Argentino's juniors. But what I love is, I don't know if you know, you've heard of Home Alone? Yes. The movie? Yeah. The Christmas movie? Yes. The kid's name in it that, you know, goes like this. That's played by Macaulay Culkin. His name's Kevin McAllister. And his brother's name, Alexis's brother's name is Kevin McAllister. So there you go. Anyway, um, I, I you know, Christian Romero is going to be absolutely huge for Argentina. I think you're right. I mean, after seeing them trouncing venezuela it wasn't even close and no venezuela is not that good Mm -hmm. but after seeing that it is very very clear that they are a favorite um them and brazil uh who looks Mm -hmm. like a team but just to put numbers just to put numbers to it because you mentioned it's what july 2019 almost two and a half years it's 21 wins nine draws over that time period um so good on them leo messi looked phenomenal um, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're better than Brazil, man. I mean, we can. But the atmosphere in La Bombonera was 
immense and i think okay. that comes as a response of the atmosphere in paris because you can't yeah. treat one of the legends like messi like they did in paris for me that was embarrassing okay i have to yeah. say that and another stat combining with this when messi scores argentina haven't lost in 12 years okay so i am re i'm scared of argentina going to this world cup as a portuguese man especially with ronaldo there ronaldo against mm -hmm. messi there'll be a huge matchup if that happens okay there is that possibility but sure. i have to say something too i really believe after it's not even messi if messi stays after mm -hmm. di maria retires after otamendi retires like mm -hmm. aguero i already feel there's a bit of a dip with argentina so I, 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 it's not easy, okay? It's not easy. And Argentina, after Messi goes, there might be, they might have a slump, a big, big slump. So. You'd expect it, yeah. uh, I guess. Um, I mean, it's similar, mm -hmm. like Mexico is going to have the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of teams that are like that. Italy went through that in some respect, and yet they couldn't get rid of guys like Chiellini and Bonucci, who just continue yeah. to outperform but yeah there's a bunch of national teams that are gonna have to see who's the next man up right <laughs> who are the young bucks uh but uh hey we, we might as well jump from from there to yes. uh uruguay and mm. ecuador both qualified okay <laughs> ecuador did almost everything they could um in terms of form over the last several uh match weeks uh in qualifying to kind of muck things up but Ecuador's got a nice young spine, you know, Moises Caicedo. Um, who's the other one that we like a lot? Oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, Ecuador has been pretty damn good. They qualify and Uruguay. Um, they were looking kind of out of things for a while, but we have to give a big shout to Bad what do you think? <laughs> oh, Darwin. Darwin. But what about the, uh, one of the best, probably U 23, um, center backs on the planet. Ronald Rouge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um he's now i think he's now into between him and barcelona for club and country he's got like a 13 match unbeaten streak going so he's just killing it these days um so it'll be nice to see uruguay there we'll get luis suarez one more time we'll get edison cabani one yes. more time we'll get some younger guys like facundo torres mm -hmm. um and ronaldo arajo um Ugart, yep, Ugart. Um, so I am even Palistri, who yes, mm. not really. He's not obviously playing for United. He's barely playing for Alaves, but apparently he's good enough to play for Uruguay. Mm. So that's that's an interesting shout for Palestri getting that getting that call. But Ugart, yeah, I can tell you right now, he's developing extremely well, and he'll play. He'll play for Uruguay. And Ronaldo Rouge, like, is he the next Godin or Uruguay? Like Jimenez. <laughs> Like, oh my days, that that might be better. Better, well, yeah, definitely. He can become that better. I agree, I agree. But for me, Godin, gee, you're very underrated. That prime uh, peak at Leti was Godin, but yeah, I agree. Uruguay getting it done that seals the deal. Befica fans must have been hyped up because yeah. 75 million is the asking price right now for that win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. It is. It is. West Ham gave 50. 50. Uh, but I think, I, I think, yeah, 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 that's steep. I think they didn't. They said that wasn't enough. But uh, let's see. I don't think a lot of teams will need a striker. But Yeah. Well, the, the, the rest of the state of Coma Bowl is uh, Colombia. Luis Diaz got mm -hmm. it done. 
Colombia, they unfortunately need help. Uh, Peru, I think, is two points ahead of them, and uh, they they just need to win their last game versus Venezuela and uh, then see what happens with Peru. Uh, but Peru got beat up. Um, Peru has Paraguay next. Um, Chile, who has dropped form as well, uh, is still in the running, has to get by Uruguay, who just qualified. Um, but Colombia is behind, and... Um, I would like to see a Luis Diaz. I know I'm showing a little favoritism here, but I would like to see him at the World Cup, but it's going to take Peru mucking it up, and it's going to take Chile mucking it up in this last game, um, which I believe is Tuesday as well. Uh, so we'll see, but they kept their chances alive by beating up on Bolivia. Uh, Sinistera finally got his his role to play in it, though he didn't get his goal. Um, but obviously, cream of the crop, man. Argentina... <laughs> Brazil. And, yes, I knew you were going to mention Brazil. And I have to ask you this. Do you Chill think show. Brazil can make the exit finally happen for Brazil? Yeah. So you're big up on Neymar. I, I mean, that, that team is looking like a team. You know, we, we often we often talk about you know, Brazil. Is, it, it's all these guys that have, like, literally built themselves a brand to get mm-hmm. the heck out of, you know, the, where they were. Um, and to make a life for themselves and to become some of the most world-class talents on the planet. But now you've actually got like this identity that seems to be kind of coalescing around them. Um, and, you know, Vinicius just got his first goal mm-hmm. club. And he was so damn confident that he was going to get that goal versus Chile that he apparently, you know, gave out 120, 125 tickets to family and friends because he wanted them all to come celebrate his first goal with him. Hey. You love um, it. You're lots of you know, I didn't know that. And, and, and Neymar, man, like he was phenomenal once again. Mm-hmm. And it, you just have to look at look at the statistics. Okay, ten games he's played for them in qualifying, mm-hmm. eight goals, eight assists, three point six key passes a game, five point five dribbles one per game. I know stats don't mean everything, but he is leading Comable in pretty much everything, including you know, beating up on, you know, Leo Messi and the statistics we're talking about. So he has been the, the, uh, the star of the uh, South American qualifying process. Now it's just whether or not he can bring it to, to Qatar and, uh, you know, get it done there. Um, but like, he has been ridiculous for Brazil mm-hmm. in qualifying. And I am excited uh, because this Brazilian team around him, you it's not like Romario. It's not like Bobetto. It's not like, you know, this is like, there's a worker, there's a really worker's feel to this, right? Mm-hmm. With Richarlison and with a lot of these guys that are going to run, Anthony, yes. going to run their asses off and get things done for them. Coutinho, um, Coutinho for yeah, Brazil. Fred. It's yeah. unbelievable. And for me, for me, now you're making me think about this. And I think I got a statement here. And it is, Neymar must be thinking, if I get this World Cup done, I'm going to drop <laughs> the mic. I'm going to drop the mic. Haters can't say anything about me because o Brasil conseguiu o Exa e o Luva de Pedreira receba. You'll go crazy. People are going to go bonkers if that happens. And I legit think he's he's thinking about that. The retirement for the world, for the national team, he has said it. That's his last World Cup. So yeah. I legit think that's what he's thinking. Or, or maybe he just does the same thing, you know. This Gareth Bale is to Wales as maybe Neymar is to Brazil in the future. Maybe he just retires from club life and just focuses on country for the rest of his life. 
But bro, uh, so you put Neymar a hundred percent in the all-time Brazil team. Oof, hundred percent all-time Brazil team. Mm -hmm. God no, not yet, not yet. Not sure, yet. he's got to get something else done. In terms of stats, yeah. he's already there. We can't like, but but it's not yeah. all not all about the stats for sure. I still I put Ronaldinho's legacy. There's still players that the like, but it's a debate. He's he he he'll get Is there. It? I think. Let's see. I gotta be over. Yeah, all I know is I can't wait to be doing our uh, our pre World Cup best eleven predictions, <laughs> all that fun stuff. The it's, lineups. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun one. That's gonna be fun. Um, so, uh, do you have anything you want to mention on the qualifiers? Just a couple. Japan and Saudi Arabia also qualified. I really like this Japanese team, and I think they could do pretty well at the mm. World Cup. What is pretty well at the World Cup? You know, get out of their group potentially. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they, they do have a bunch of pieces that are really interesting. And, you know, the one that just stepped up is Matoma, uh, Kaoru Matoma, who scored two goals to beat Australia. Uh, and he happens to also be a Brighton Hoven Albion player. Um, so go figure Brighton just seems to bring these guys in before they kill it on the international stage. Um, and then in Africa, we had our first rematch leg of, uh, Salah versus, um, yes. uh, Sané. Uh, and you know the Liverpudlian giants, uh, and as of right now, Salah uh, and Egypt have the goal advantage. So we'll see where that goes. But I really wanted to talk very quickly mm -hmm. about DR Congo, D Democratic Republic of Congo versus um, Morocco. You would have expected Morocco to kind of overwhelm them, uh, mm -hmm. and no, it's one-one heading into it. And I just have to bring up, I feel like that Real Madrid game. Real Madrid PSG game kind of mm -hmm. messed with Akraf Hakimi because he has not been the same since that. And it's only been four games in total. So it's a very small sample size, but he was not good in this game, not good in this game. And he certainly was not good against Monaco uh, when they lost three zip recently. So something tells me Hakimi will snap out of it at some point, but they're going to need him to snap out of it. You know, <laughs> I don't know, early next week, if they want to punch a ticket exactly. to cut it. Um, so just wanted to bring that up, um, cause I was a little surprised, um, but they need him. And on the they Japanese side, just ending up, they have no Tomayasu, uh, uh -huh. even with that, even with that. So that national team, it is a cracking national team. Watch out. And yeah, who do you no, think is the biggest talent on that side is Kubu, right? Yeah. I mean, in terms of ceiling potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, um, I, I, mean, I love, I love. Yeah, Rayo Hatate, but I really like Tomoyasu. Um, so, but we need him playing, mm -hmm. uh, and we need him healthy uh, for that to be the case. And Arsenal uh, fans, Cedric, you prefer Tomoyasu? percent like Tomoyasu, one of the Tomoyasu was the reason, one of the reasons why art the whole vibe around Arsenal started to turn around. Right, percent, yeah, hundred percent, because it was all it was just work ethic. It was like it, he mm -hmm. makes a mistake, he keeps moving, he learns from it. He's, a, he's bigger than you think he is. He's stronger than you think he Like I like Tomoyasu a lot and Arsenal, uh, hey, as they fight for potentially third place, um, they're they're going to need him back. Two um, set pieces. He's very underrated because of how tall he is. That, that is very true. So, people, any World Cup qualifiers predictions we haven't mentioned, please put down below, okay? Go bold with those comments. We want to see them. And don't forget to like the video. So... Uh, on the friendly side, I want to mention here, like, uh, Harry Kane, 
Okay, he mm -hmm. became now the joint all-time goal scorer for England. Okay, and we, we I'm not going to have the debate right now, but like I saw on Twitter people saying, who's better, Kane or Rooney? I still don't put Kane ahead of Rooney. Okay, but it all depends on the next move of Harry Kane if he gets that one right. So I think yeah. it's his brother is agent too. So. <laughs> so oh. oh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't even want to touch that debate mm -hmm. right now. Um, but there is a lot, obviously. Uh, anyway, anyway, mm -hmm. you know. Anyway, he scored and he equalized in a friendly. Mm -hmm. It was a fun game for the most yeah. part. Harry Maguire, I know you were happy. He was on the bench. Um, but Connor Gallagher got his first start. I thought he was player of the match. I think he was even named player yes, he of the was. match. And mm -hmm. Tyrick Mitchell. Tyreek Mitchell, mm -hmm. uh, also at Crystal Palace, um, also one of the leaders of tackles one in the Premier League the last two seasons. Um, I, I was very happy to see him get his first cap. So uh, that was cool to see. But I think you're right. You were right on him. I, I watched him play. Like, I think you're mm -hmm. right on Ty. I think he's going to be a player that he's going to be on the long run for England. I think yeah. you're right on him. Like Crystal Palace, too. Like they had Mark Gahey, uh, Tyreek mm -hmm. Mitchell. And they had Connor Gallagher, man. So like that's unbelievable. And with Gallagher, like I, I Connor Gallagher played better than Henderson next to him. Okay, yeah. he was doing better passes, creating better, and the passes to Kane too. Like the mm -hmm. movement, the link-up play between those two. I was very impressed with Gallagher. Very impressed. Very. There impressed. you go. You're coming around. No, you've always been impressed with Gallagher, just not as much as. You know, I've been I've been saying his praises mostly True. due to his engine, but True. I feel like his technique and and his um, uh, really? and his awareness has been catching up uh, to the rest of him uh, over time. So I, I think you he put could... Gallagher ahead of Mount. I did. I did. You, you put Gall that shows just how how big of a player you really think he is. Like I I got ridiculed for that, probably rightfully so, but. Um, you know, well, maybe next season Gallagher plays ahead of Mount in some games, right? You never know. Mm -hmm. I, I really think he has a future um, if they're willing to give him the chance uh, mm -hmm. at Chelsea. I think he's got a future there. But I agree. And there's a player too I wanted to mention with England because I've criticized him a bit before because of how he plays for his club. And it's Luke yeah. Shaw. Like Luke Shaw yeah. for Man United. Come on, disastrous. No, but pretty poor. And for England, <laughs> a completely different. Flair. Like, what a worldie that was. And he's super involved at all times. Like, uh, legit, he is a complete different player. Just like Maguire for England, too. So, I, I had to mention that. I had to. I'm Oof. with you. I'm with you. Yeah, wow. great, great to see. Uh, but in that other friendly, mm. I, I, you know, the, the Netherlands steamrolling of oh. Denmark, 4-2, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we just have to announce it again. <laughs> uh, but it was pretty amazing. Uh, Christian Eriksen yes. got his he, – he recovered from COVID, was able to join camp, was able to get there uh, in time and mm -hmm. uh, meet the metrics in order to play, uh, got his, his – you know, got his calling, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, later in the game. And, of course, within two minutes on, I think, probably his first or second touch of the game, mm -hmm. he roofs it, puts it in the back of the net, and I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody, Dutch fans, Danish fans, everybody was rooting for Christian Eriksen and clapping him. Um, and it was his first goal, right? Uh, mm -hmm. 287 days or something like that since um, the day that he literally died on the pitch. Uh, so it's just amazing to see him back and, and contributing. And 
I, I hope he gets a shot at the World Cup. I hope he gets a shot at even if even if you bring him along as a locker room player mm-hmm. or a late sub um, with vision. Um, I just I agree. I, I agree. Everybody's his fan. Everybody's Def- his fan. Definitely adds a lot, and like the whole crowd cheering just showed like how important yeah. that was. Great, great mention. Uh, I I'm gonna mention a wonder kid because Germany played Israel. And mm-hmm. like Jamal Musiala, what is he becoming right now? Okay, I was like seeing him tracking back so much, putting the right passes. He is becoming so efficient at such a young age. Okay, if you watch tape footage of Musiala leaving Chelsea and now at Bayern and the national team, oh yeah. my days, the development is insane. Okay. So I really have to give a shout out to Musiala because now he's playing in a deep line playmaker style. Come on. Like he was aware <laughs> he can he play, can play at all. And I saw like Enzi Flick saying, oh, we can te- we're testing. He can play at the six maybe. What? What? Good. <laughs> so I, I, I have no idea. Is, is N'Golo Kante in the bits in the making here or Kimish? <laughs> Kimish or or a, I don't know, a combination of all of the above. He can just turn what? it on. Uh, he's a Swiss Army knife of the of the midfield, and uh, yeah, what a game by him! And Havertz, like Havertz, this season is completely different. Like people were ridiculing him in the first season he arrived at Chelsea, but now, now even for Germany, he's the man. Okay, so like, ah, love it, love it. I, 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 just hope, I hope Vert Vert Vierch can mm-hmm. uh, can get back healthy enough in time to to play a part in the World Cup. I do, I don't know if he can. Uh, but, successful um, surgery just announced yeah, today. That. Yeah, that's great. I I hope I hope. But yeah, Muziala. All I can say is, could you imagine if England were able to lock him down? <laughs> and if they could have had him. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly don't know if he would have developed as well if he didn't go to Bayern. Um, they've literally taken him under his wing and they've they've just taught him things. Um, and I I'm, think England I'm fans, here for it. England fans yeah. must be like Jude Bellingham and Musiala. Imagine that midfield of those two in the Bundesliga <laughs> playing together. Oh my days! But Beautiful. yeah, <laughs> facts. And another game that we have to mention too, like Spain. Okay. Spain sure. is overlooked with the youngsters, okay? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. they, develop, they developed late stage. Pedri, okay, it was last year, it was already being talked. But Dani Olmo is an underrated wonder kid. That talent that people don't talk about. Ferran Torres, okay, he's mm-hmm. talked now at Barca. But he's, he's a bit underrated too. Eric Garcia, okay. Eric Garcia has been performing well, okay? Sorry we haven't mentioned it because... We should have against then the El Clasico. He played sure. really, really well next to Ronaldo Araujo, and yeah. now uh, he played really well for the national team too. So Gavi, Pedri, Ferran Torres, Fati coming back again. The rebuild of Spain goes joint forces with the rebuild of Barcelona. So <laughs> I have to mention that. I had to mention that. Uh, don't we have to start calling him or only calling Pedri the new Spanish number ten, Pedri? Yeah. Isn't that like isn't that his new thing? Um, that is, that yeah, I mean, his first game, even even if he wasn't scoring, even if he wasn't, I think you were going to say this, but mm-hmm. even if he wasn't scoring or assisting, um, you you could just see the presence. You could yeah. just see the intent uh, behind everything he was doing on the pitch, and um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I just think he's only going to get better as, as his motor, as as everything develops. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still, I'm still, you know, I still think you're going to see a development mm-hmm. kind of speed bump at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe you already passed through it when he was, uh, you know, thrown into the fire of 50 plus games, 60 plus games in, in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's already through that development bump and, and now he's just Mr. World Class. I don't know, but I am here for what Spain is going to do at the World Cup. Um, and I thought it was pretty damn bold that they also said, hey, Gavi, we're going to give you the start too. <laughs> true. Um, true. But that goal, that goal, who did they play? Um, uh, they, they played Albania. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that goal was hysterical. That Albanian goal near the end of the game before Dani Olmo put it, you know, put it away. Did you see that goal that they scored? I forget who it was. Uzuni, I think, mm-hmm. was his name. Um, it hit off of one of the uh, central defenders' faces, the Spanish central defenders' faces, and then literally like off of the face of Uzuni and just kind of trickled by the goalkeeper. Um, none of it was intentional. It was all on accident. Um, you need to look it up if you haven't seen it. It was a pretty hysterical goal. Um, but... and, and last mentioned in the Spanish game is Jeremy Pino. Like Jeremy Pino getting that assist three minutes coming off that bench. Okay. So that is the lethal firepower. Again, underrated players, youngsters from Spain. So I look, watch out for Spain in the next World Cup. Okay. I am really going to be watching closely the development of these players, just like Pino. Just like Spain and Germany. I wouldn't stop there. I'd say Spain and Germany. Watch them both. So people Uh put down below okay everything about national teams that you guys want to talk about we will answer and have a good chat gladly about it okay so let's get into the news well um (laughs) where do you want to start because i i I was going to go back and say because we didn't talk about france i was going to go back and say you know william saliba got his first cap cool yes uh got his first goal for france but yet the one that hit the newspapers uh, was Paul Pogba because of a quote that he said. Um, mm. And it was, I want to win titles. I mm-hmm. want to play for something. Whether it be this year or even the previous ones, we haven't won anything. And like, all I have to say is, okay, we all understand Paul Pogba is a world-class player. But like, isn't he partially to blame for that? Like, isn't he a lot to blame mm-hmm. uh, for the fact of the matter that Manchester United has not necessarily, you know, gotten it done. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in like a bat out of hell when he joined in a good way. When he joined United 2016, mm-hmm. 2017 was a ridiculous year for him. 2018, 2019 was a ridiculous season for him. Okay. But those, those first three seasons, he played 135 games, 31 goals, like 30 some assists, I think he was like best player of the UEFA Europa League when they won that. Um, and I, I, it comes down to it, like over the last three seasons, he's got 87 games. He's missed almost as many of those games as he's played in. So he's missed 76 games to injury or suspension. And he's contributed eight goals and 22 assists. It's just not the same. And he's supposed to be essentially a leader of that team. So while you can blame Glazers, you can blame you know, managerial carousels. You can blame whatever. Mm -hmm. Paul Pogba is just as much to blame, in my opinion. Um, So that ESPN quote that came out, like, part and parcel of, with, like, the announcement of the French 
win, mm -hmm. even though I don't think it had anything to do with either. Um, that kind of hurt me because I then, saw, not hurt me, but it annoyed me uh, because then you're now seeing how Eric Ten Hag, right, which I know you wanted to get to, is mm -hmm. reportedly interviewing uh, to become United's boss. And I'm just saying, you got to offload this guy, maybe, mm -hmm. right? I mean, what do you do? Pogba has to go before you move on? A hundred percent, Pogba is leaving. A hundred percent. It's with Pogba bleeding up with what you said. I really feel like Pogba just needs a new environment. It's just yeah. it. The confidence, the lack of self-confidence at Man United and what Man United are doing. Like, honestly, the thing with Pogba is he needs a control environment. At Juve, he has a control. He had a control environment. At France national team, he has 200% a control environment. At United, it's uncontrollable. Nobody has control. And when Mourinho tried to get a grip of Pogba, there was discussion, mm. there was debate, there was tension because Mourinho didn't even have the backing of the other players in that locker room, okay? Yeah. And that's the true problem of Man United, not having the backing and everyone working towards the same goal. And yeah, yeah mm. got to go with that. <laughs> Man United, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you think you think Ten Hag is the guy? You think he is actually going to be announced? Mm. I think I th I do think they still. I think Man United still doesn't have a decision. But I yeah. think Ten Hag is the best one of all the decisions that they can do. I see Poch. Poch will improve. Will be a better manager than what he is at PSG, because look at what happened with Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> Thomas Tuchel leaves PSG, then he's like the best manager in the world. But I don't think that will happen with Poch, but he'll look much more, much better. And he'll create a happy environment at, at the club. But I still have a doubt that is, will he let go of the problems of the club? The players mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there? I don't know if he would do that. And Ten Hag, I, I'm confident that Eric Ten Hag would have, have no problems to let go of players like Pogba, like maybe yeah. Rashford, like Scott McTominay. I don't think he would be very good maybe with, uh, with Eric Ten Hag, but okay. other players like Donny, he, he, he'd love him. Uh, Sancho, he'd love him. Varane, he'd love him. De Gea, I think he'd love him. Ronaldo, I think he'd love him too. And the yeah. pattern is the winners in that locker room would love Eric Ten Hag. So I think that's why they need to lock him up. Man I mean, United. and with that, with that said, he's what barely winning the Eredivisie right now. And uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just pouring water <laughs> all over it. I love Eric Ten Hag when it comes down to it. But yeah, I mean, he's Ajax's level, and mm -hmm. Ajax technically, if they are as good as they, you know, purport to be, and and were for some of that group stage in the Champions League, um, I mean, come on, you should be running away with the Eredivisie, and you're not. You know, you're not, even though, you know, at one point, I think in like 25 games played, they only let up two goals or something. So um, I just think, yeah, I don't, do you think Ten Hag is going to be able to take over such a, just that type of a massive club and, and that type of uh, rabid fan Hag, base? And... I, I think Ten Hag has two successful rebuilds at Ajax. He had two completely yeah. different players. One had a star with Frankie in midfield. The new one maybe has Gravenberch. I think they dipped because of Gravenberch maybe not being in, in top form like he was maybe at the start oh, of the season. Right. So yeah. 
I don't know. I, I believe they still, I think Ajax is going to win the Eredivisie. I still think that's going to happen, especially Probably. after getting knocked out from the Champions League. And right. I do think to credit where credit's due. If you're Ajax manager, you need to develop players to offload them afterwards. And come on, Eric Ten Hag has a phenomenal transfers ins and outs. And yeah, I think he's gonna, only going to improve with the players that will leave to this season. So I think he would do. I think it's a good test, though. Okay, even if Ten Hag doesn't work out, I think everybody has the question of is he going to work out? And people won't blame Man United for trying Eric Ten Hag. Okay, I really don't believe that will be the case. No, they just better be ready to support him. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, what else? What else in the general news do you have? Well, Dybala. Yeah. I'd say Dybala right uh, now. Dybala's on the on the loose, on the loose, and he's re he's revealed that he won't be staying at Juventus next season. So, I think Tottenham, just like we had said, I think Tottenham are in pole position with Antonio Conte at the back. Okay, behind Harry Kane and Son, we might see <laughs> Dybala. Okay. I think you might, I could also see him staying in Syria, but I, I feel like that that move to Antonio Conte uh, side mm -hmm. would be really be really intriguing, and I'd be interested to see how Dybala does in pre in the Premier League. Um, but I, I, just a funny aside, you know, American television, right? We don't mm -hmm. normally see English coaches, let alone I don't know any world coaches, uh, football coaches on our television, right? And I'm watching March Madness the other day, and there's Antonio Conte in a Powerade commercial. Antonio Conte, okay? He's, like, I don't think 95% of the U.S. knows who he is, okay? If you're a footballer, you, you, you probably know who Antonio Conte is in America. But the fact is, he's doing a cheeky Powerade commercial was hysterical to me. And I'm like, I love this. I had a smile on my face the whole time uh, because he looks like a villain, and yet he was, like, jovial in this uh in this commercial but anyway weird aside um yeah Dybala though leaving Juve mm -hmm. it it kind of puts a cramp in the style of the rebuild that I I feel like they were trying to 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 kind of go after there but I guess yeah you gotta gotta move on they did a right move with Vlahovic to start with that rebuild so it it's did. let's let's it wait did. and see Rudiger is the one that's in the talks for after and keeping the league must be a priority too but uh, yeah. let's see. Let's see what them. And I wanted to mention to something. In my opinion, it's it's sad with El Clasico. Hazard yeah. still hasn't <laughs> played one single minute since he arrived at Real Madrid. Seven El Clasicos have passed. Seven. Yeah. Oh, my days. I think it's time to go. And the fact that Mbappe is going to come to Real Madrid, the standards of the full team, they're going to go up. And Hazard, yep. I think he's gonna go. He casts. Well, to and go. I, I think any move, any move, um, or any desire for him to leave just had a wrench thrown in it because I believe he just went in for ankle surgery. <laughs> so, I, like it, the word, it just keeps getting worse for for, for him. Because um, oh I know goodness. you, I know you talked early on. Like, wouldn't it be nice, maybe on a lower salary, for him to kind of come back to Chelsea? Well, Chelsea has <laughs> had a lot of moves, as we've now seen, a lot of moves scuppered uh because of these sanctions we know you know gabriel slanina the young american goalkeeper that was supposed to go yes. there um they were also who's the other one that they were also looking at 
um, Rafina, Rafinha. Um, they were looking at Rafinha as a, you know, a good addition and that is apparently gone. And now we know that there's another club mm. that might be <laughs> in there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Hazard, it's just tough. Mm-hmm. It's just tough. And it, you can say the same like Gareth Bale, but and... he had some amazing, amazing experiences before True. he fell out at Real Madrid and then you could say, I don't know, on a less to a lesser extent, Luka Jovic. Yes. Well, yeah, but some people just don't make it. They don't make it with Las Blancos. They That's don't. True. A lot of pressure. Kaká. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of pressure. Kaká. Jeez, a Kaká. That's like hazard. Kaka. But I don't like to say Kaká flop because I think injuries had a toll too on him. But yeah. yeah, with hazard, it has to be said. Like, And people often pointed fingers at Dembele. Like saying Dembele doesn't work hard enough. Dembele, he's bad now. Ba, 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 ba. I don't think Hazard works too much too, I'll be honest, okay? Seeing that body shape, I think that's a big reason why he can't leave those injuries. Okay, yeah. so ever since he left Chelsea, it's not been the same. So yeah, he's, he's, got, he's gotten um, something that we call in the States. You've probably heard it before. It's called the dad bod. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't look like he's stayed in, um, you know, tip top shape over there. I don't know if it's his fault or it's not his fault, but, um, yeah, it looks like the injuries have taken a toll and he just can't get back to his peak self. So you mentioned Fasto Rafinha Tabarsa, and I think, I think that is, I think that's a deal that's going to happen because it makes much more sense than the deal that I was seeing before that it was Rashford to Barcelona. Okay. Rashford seems to be linked to every club right now. Okay. Arsenal fans. Or even say Arsenal may be getting Rashford too. I saw that news. But keeping with Rafinha, I think Rafinha would be very nice for Barca. But it all depends at the price. Okay? And I see that if Leeds get relegated, Barca can pay $25 to get Rafinha. But if they stay in the Prem, that price tag, that buyout clause is $75 million. So Barca fans are hoping that your guy Jesse Marsh is in the mar- in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and I know uh, I know Rafinha's agent Deco, who you might know. Uh, he is also hoping that they stay up. <laughs> hey, fun fact! Fun fact! You know XG, right? Expected goals. Mm-hmm. Since Jesse Marsh has come in, right? He mm-hmm. actually has the highest XG for any Premier League uh, boss. Whoa! Since he's come, in. yeah. Little over, I think it's like a little over two point four or something. Do you so, think that's the motivation uh, factor of, of Jesse Marsh? It, I think so. I mean, you're you're playing you're playing for your job, you're playing for your life, right? You're playing mm-hmm. for you know to to stave off relegation. Um, but yeah, I mean Jesse Marsh. Also, it's a new. Just, I don't mean to pour water on a guy I really want to succeed, but mm-hmm. just wait until they study him a little more. They figure out the intricacies, the nuances, whatever, and then they go after his weaknesses. I think that XG will will normalize over time. Uh, but it was a fun little fact that I I was able to glean off. But yeah, Rafinha has been literally possibly one of the only standout players for Leeds United this year. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that would be just a ridiculous move for for Barcelona, especially now that we know Usmani Dembele is. <laughs> definitely not staying and it sounds like he's going to PSG PSG, <laughs> PSG true it's, it's, and it makes sense because Mbappe is leaving to Madrid so mm-hmm. and he'll be 
again, I just hope he just doesn't get too comfortable again. Okay, Dembele. Yeah. But I fingers crossed everything works out as it should. And mm -hmm. he becomes a PSG legend. And yeah. he gets selected every year to the national team. Because mm -hmm. I think that's what a player like Dembele minimally should expect, okay? Because he's got that sure. talent. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and ending up with the least two, I wanted to say, Jesse Marsh is doing it without Calvin Phillips. Without Calvin Phillips. So, I'm dying to see, when Calvin Phillips comes back, what happens. But, yeah. yeah. PSG. Oi. Oi, oi, oi. But it, that, I don't think that's the type of player, though, that you want to bring in. You know? You know what I'm saying? With that locker room. No. I, I don't. I don't either. I, although I just don't know where Usmane Dembele fits. Anyway, but it's all because of that space of mind. If he's with that right mindset, no hate. Go to PSG. Go, <laughs> go back to your career to the top. But yeah. if he's not with that right space of mind, I don't think Dembele. I, I, yeah, yeah. Time, Time will tell. So do you want to lead up to the final topic? Yeah, yeah, since this is, wow, we're we are going long here today. True, true. Um, uh, final yeah. topic, some players to watch fast, some players to watch for next season. Oh, sure. Oh, is that what we're doing? Or would you prefer, let's do the predictions, so. Yeah, let's do the predictions. We can talk about, hey, there was a bunch of U17, U18, U19, mm -hmm. whatever, U21 games. Um, all, the only one I really wanted to mention was Arda Guler for Turkey's U17s. Just watch them. Just mm -hmm. You know he's he's born he's born three years after Turkey finished third in the World Cup. He doesn't know um, you know he, all he knows is heartbreak when it comes to the, watching the Turkish national team. I think he's going to be one of the key reasons they become a very very good team True. in the new forty eight team forty six team World Cup. and Ozil won't play anymore. I think for Fenerbahce. So yes. playing time yeah. is going to be up, up with Arda Gular. So exactly. Uh, so let's go with the predictions, okay? We yeah. have Premier League, Serie A, and La Liga predictions, okay? So let's yeah. start with La Liga, okay? So yeah. the Premier League mean... to get that hype up. So La Liga, who is going to win it for you? I mean, I don't think Real Madrid is bottling it, and that's really all I wanted to say. I mean, mm. everybody, everybody was a hundred percent, you know, understandably going at the jugular of Real Madrid and their DNA and mm -hmm. Ancelotti lost the plot and all this stuff. They will be fine. They will win it. Okay. And, you know, it's just how far Barcelona uh, can ride their momentum. Uh, but it's a nine point, you know, nine point deficit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't know how does Usmane Dembele's departure um now that it's not exactly projected it's more so guaranteed how does that affect the locker room or does it how do the impending transfers of Mazraoui and Kessier mm -hmm. um how does that affect the locker room chemistry True. I'm sure Chavi will navigate it very very well <laughs> with artistic taste um but you know Barcelona has a big match that's going to be a bellwether mm -hmm. they've got Sevilla next this coming weekend they got Sevilla um, so that, that might give us a few more data points, but I'm going to say it right now. Real Madrid will not bottle this. They will win La Liga. I, 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 I go with Real Madrid too, but okay. I'll just have an if. If Benzema gets uh -huh. injured, they won't win it. If Benzema gets injured, they won't win it. 
Okay, Vinicius Jr. without Benzema was all over the place. And they, have yeah, still, they still have some tough matches. They play Atletico away, and they yep. too play Sevilla away. So, I, I, but I, I'm going to go Real too. And second place, I'll say Barca, okay? And third, yep. Atletico. I think Sevilla, for me, were the biggest butlers, okay? With those draws nonstop. Because Sevilla right. could have secu secured that second place, okay? And, yeah, I think Barca's going to get that second. Yeah, and they also have, I believe they also have the better goal difference. Um, mm. So if it, if it came down to anything like that, if they were level on points, they, they might be ahead there. But, yeah. So that that was like you know the furthest or the the, the least exciting league race. <laughs> True. The, the next one. What do you want to do? Syria or Premier Syria. League? Let's go Syria. Yeah. So right. I'm I, I'll say the thing. The team I think is gonna win, and I think they deserve because of how well they're being managed by Paolo Maldini. I'm gonna Ooh. say AC Milan are gonna win the Syria, in my opinion. Wow. It's, it's, I know, I know. I've, I just believe that they are just doing the yeah. right things at the right time. Everything, everything. Like the talents of AC Milan, like Donali, Rafael Yao, Teo mm -hmm. Hernandez, they're all players that I'll tell you, they were going to stay at AC Milan. And Tomori, these are players that they are not thinking to go. So the <laughs> structure and the team, the passion that they are building, I believe that getting the Serie A, Uh, is going to be the tip of the, the creme de la creme. So, yeah, I, I believe Ooh, in wow. that. With the French, like it. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, I was actually saying, whoa, mainly because I did not expect you to pick the team that I picked. <laughs> um, I, I, the, cynic, the cynic in me believes AC Milan cannot keep kind of punching above their weight like they have been. I mean, mm -hmm. they've let up four goals. Four goals in like a current 10-plus match unbeaten streak mm -hmm. right um kind of bowing out or, uh, of europe uh right they're out of europe yes no yeah they are yes um bowing out of europe might have actually helped them early uh, <laughs> early right but they've beaten you know they've beaten napoli recently they've beaten lazio they've beaten inter they've uh, blanked uh juve um mm -hmm. seven of the last 10 matches so 70 of the matches have been clean sheets thanks mm -hmm. to uh Fikayo tomori uh and company uh but they do have like sesuolo left they've got lazio they've got atalanta fiorentino they've uh they're still fighting in the coppa italia i think mm -hmm. versus inter um but hey they didn't get Fikayo tomori called up so he's no, not risked uh, at being injured um you know they have a lot of things um that is that that are going in the di their direction here and they also feel um like the the best team mm -hmm. out of the bunch uh it's just it's nice. just amazing to me that they haven't won a Serie A title since what 2010 That's, 2010 2011 it's been it's been a long time yeah it's been a long been time a i agree with you and another thing i want to say too 12 yeah. goals away teo hernandez is of of getting equaling Paolo Maldini's goal record as the top defender in AC Milan history, okay? I really do believe Teo Hernandez is going to become that player. So, legends in the making. It's the whole vibe. But I do think Schwinch are going to yeah. go in a deep run and they'll get that second. And Napoli, mm -hmm. I would love to say that Napoli were going to get this done, okay? Especially, like, didn't they have, like, isn't the stadium new and all? 
so it's mm-hmm. like yeah. so it's it would be the maradona stadium it would be it would fit that they would win it in that first year yeah. in that new stadium but i am yeah i'm going with a similar be a, a good way to send off Insigne, but not yeah. I mean, with AC Milan, I mean, we're talking about players that they've gotten more out of than I would have expected, mm-hmm. like Brahim Diaz, Salamakers, uh, Benacer, mm-hmm. um, Rafael Leal, right? I mean, he wasn't a guarantee, he's been a hell of a key contributor for them this year. Um, let's so I, 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 let's yeah, that's true. But Teo Hernandez, I believe, is you're yeah. right. I mean, he is the fact is they played to his strength. At sometimes playing pretty uneven football, like weird tactics and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but they really played the Teo's, you know, bombing forward, playing both sides of the ball um, approach. And I, I feel like it's done them more good than bad. Um, and, but clearly right now their key is defense. And if they can keep that up, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a three-point lead. And it's very slim. Um, but but I think they could get it done. Uh We'll see. And going, like Kessier going. Let's yeah. see what's who's coming. Gnat, Gnat. But uh, last thing too is Paolo Maldini, 142 million salary when he first arrived. The whole at AC Milan, <laughs> he cut it down to uh, 82. Okay, so 81. Sorry, 81 million. So that was a 43 percent uh, decrease in that wage bill. Okay, so yeah. elite wow. management by Paolo Maldini. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, you got to give a little credit to Stefano Pioli too, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's—I don't think he's ever won a league title uh, as a as a coach. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if he does it for the first time ever, but like he he has been a, a big part too of uh, what Milan is putting together right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, hey, it's the trajectory was there. They finished second last year, right after a pretty late solid late run mm-hmm. right am i right about that yeah and um and and they're doing it again so um I'm, I'm excited i'm excited to see if the rossoneri can do it uh but let's go to the premier league because that's pretty interesting so i i think the debate is between two teams right no no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no definitely arsenal arsenal getting the league no 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 but but okay, so City Liverpool. We have to say big match that's gonna be a decider. It's gonna be at the Etihad. And I'm gonna say I believe Liverpool are gonna win the league. Why? Because <laughs> oh, because Luis Diaz signing. Oh my yeah. days. It's not stats. Like that like he has really been a super signing for Liverpool, okay? And Harvey Elliott too. Harvey Elliott coming back from entry, that looked like a signing too, in my opinion. So I just believe in that firepower of Liverpool in the Etihad, and I think they might win at the Etihad against City. I think they might win it. Well, it's going to be, I I think April's going to tell us everything, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got, uh, City's got uh, Atletico Madrid, then Mm -hmm. they've got Liverpool. Yes. um, And then they've got Atletico Madrid, and then they've got, Liverpool in the FA Cup. Yes. Um, so it, it, you know, April is going to tell us everything and and who gains the momentum. And if Liverpool takes the top, it's it's hard to see them kind of giving it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am still going to say that Manchester City is going to win it. Um, and all I'm doing is I'm using this is so boring. Uh, strength of schedule. 
I'm just looking at it and I'm saying Man City needs to get by Burnley, Leeds, Watford, Brighton, Villa, who hasn't exactly been the Villa we remember when Gerard took over. Uh, whereas Liverpool has Tottenham, Man United, Southampton, mm-hmm. Newcastle, uh, Wolves. Uh, so th- they've got uh, definitely a, a harder go of it, um, along with obviously another campaign, uh, Champions League, along mm-hmm. with the FA Cup. Um, but do they have the firepower to get it done? Yeah. And I don't know. You could flip this on its head and say having a stronger schedule means being razor sharp, like mm-hmm. being, you know, you can't let up. Whereas Manchester City, you know, you could see him throwing a point or two away against a, a stupid game versus Watford. True. No, True. no offense to Watford fans. I, I get that. But I'm going to go with the practical side of me is going to say um, that Pep and, uh, and City will hold on. Uh, razor thin. It's going to go down to the last day. Mm, I think. I think. I th- if if City get that, we. I think so. But the injuries, though, I'm worried though with Ruben Dias. Like, and even that Atletico game, I think they're gonna have a proper proper challenge with Atletico, and some in- injuries might arouse in that Man yeah. City team against Atletico. Just saying. And there's another player like Trent. Trent ain't mm-hmm. playing for England, and I have a I have I have an idea why. Okay, I'm speculating here, but I legit believe Trent is saving himself off eye up for what's to come. Okay, these big boy matches okay. of Liverpool. So could be top. So you think City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and who in the fourth position though? Who that's I, a, uh? I mean, I think Arsenal. Arsenal is going to mount. I believe they mm. fight for third place. They're five points behind. Uh, Chelsea has a 38 plus 38 goal differential. Arsenal has a plus 13 goal differential, but five points separate the two. I, I so, Arsenal have yeah. an Arsenal have momentum. Arsenal has stability. And I'm going to, I'm going to say some huge praise right now. Arsenal have a stamp with Arteta, the control possession of Arteta is starting to function. Just like we see with Xavi, there's a lot mm-hmm. of similarities in how they play Arsenal and Barca with the stamp of those two managers. So, But I have to say, just being devil advocate, United can United can solve a bit of their, their issues in that locker room and maybe go in a deep run to get that top four. You never know. You never maybe. know. Yeah, but I mean... It- I am surprised that Tottenham is still even in the running. Uh, 16 wins, 10 losses this mm-hmm. season. 10 losses, which is, wow. Um, but they've won four of the last five. So uh, it's it's fun. This is what we wanted. Well, okay. we I thought it was going to be a three-way race, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but hey, I'm just happy that it's close. My I mean, question, I still remember. Yeah. My question is, more. would Tottenham like, be better without Kane? Ooh. Would they I mean, not be as, better? Not, not as of late. Not as of late. I mean, Harry Kane has been a pretty vital part of their Jekyll and Hyde, but mostly, I don't know, mostly winning as of late. I don't know. Um, That'll be hard. I, feel like he's, I, I don't. I don't know. That'll be no, hard to I keep don't. him after this summer. I think the yeah. I think City or United are going to go extremely hard for Harry Kane, and let's see. Let's see if they manage to keep him, but. Conte will want money to spend on that team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so, he's gonna, he'll probably get it. 
He'll probably get it. Oh, yeah. Daniel Levy, you have no chance but to give him the money. <laughs> with that Powerade. With that Powerade money that you're saying from yeah, the Powerade. State. <laughs> I'm going to have to send it to you. I don't even know if it, it's there. But I'm like, Antonio Conte in an American, like March Madness. This is college basketball. And his, I'm like, wait, I know that guy. What the hell is he doing on my TV? This is amazing. I would, uh, I would be shocked too here if I saw him. So, people, don't forget <laughs> to please support us and follow us on Spotify, okay? It's really important for us to be in those charts. And please don't forget to check out fcwonderkid.com and go check out our merch and see our fits. And repeating, comment down below your bold predictions to get a chance to get a hoodie in episode 50. So thank you for listening to episode 49 and don't forget to go bold.